Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to Cast and Crank Podcast. Today we have Ed Vogel and Rick Holt from Seeker Rods. I met Rick, uh, gosh, PCS show in February. So he came by, we started talking. He had a lot of guys that came on, that uh, Fish Seeker Rods came on. So he's like, yeah, I've heard your podcast and uh, super nice guy. So we hooked up that way. I messaged him a couple weeks ago. I said, hey, if you still want to do the podcast, I'd be down. He's like, yeah, let's do it. So uh, I drove down to Seeker Rods. It was great. Uh, filthy is in the background, California filthy, <laughs> uh, hanging out. He just there that day picking up a rod. So, but it was a great episode. We talk about how their rods are made. A lot of, a lot of cool stuff I didn't know. And, uh, they roll their rods here in California, which is a big deal for a lot of these companies. They, they, you listen to the podcast. They kind of explain the whole thing. It's a great podcast. Support them. They're, uh, you know, an American based company. So that's, that's really cool. And that's about it, guys. I got Piz this week. I got the Surface Iron Roundtable on Friday with Brian, Joey, and Eric. Do me a favor. Go ask a question if you haven't on the page. I'll repost something to say, hey, look at this uh, link. Remember to get a question in because you have a chance of winning a lot of uh, great Surface Irons. And that's it. Uh, we'll be scheduled some more in September. If you can, please leave us a five-star review on iTunes and a positive review. I guess a five, leave us five-star rating and a positive review. Just fucking idiot. <laughs> um, that'd be great. That helps us out a lot. And thank you for listening. Thanks for all the support. Thanks for everyone that's bought some shirts at uh, Alley Fishing Alliance. And I'm hoping to do some hats pretty soon. So we'll have a cast and crank hat. I don't, I don't know what the hell it's going to be, but we got to do something. But uh, thanks for listening, guys. See you, or you'll hear from me uh, maybe Thursday. I think I have a bonus episode. So thanks, guys. <laughs> All right, how's that? Uh, yeah, I can turn it up a little. Go check it a couple times. Check, check, check. Ed, check, check, you're, check. Oh, you're good. Check. One more check. Okay, there we go. Check. All right. Welcome to Cast and Crank Podcast. We're live from. We're not live. <laughs> there it is. He knew that. Was <laughs> <laughs> uh, I told you. Do you want to grab it real quick? No, no fuck it. You no, sure? No. You can because we, we haven't even really started. Don't okay. call back. Okay. Don't call back. We're at Seeker. I'm with uh, Ed Vogel. Hey. And Rick Holt. Yep. Correct. Okay. Uh, I met Rick at the PCS show and uh, we finally connected to do this podcast. And I'm sure a lot of the people that are listening are huge fans of Seeker. 
and they're a local company to me. They're only down the street. So um, let's talk about history, how this all came about and how you guys got it. Who wants to take, who wants to take the reins right now? Rick never stops talking. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, we decided we wanted to buy a rod company about five years ago. Right here. Perfect, yeah. Decided I wanted to buy a rod company. <clears throat> Started talking to uh, Patty Todd at CalStar. Mm-hmm. And the uh, guys who had kind of bought Seeker out of bankruptcy a couple years prior to that mm-hmm. heard I was in the market, and we got in touch. So we were able to get a good look at both companies at the time. And uh, Seeker had been moved up to Oxnard, where they had a real nice building and everything was fine, except the employees who had been in Long Beach for so long couldn't make that commute. Uh, it was kind of killing them. So they released the Long Beach space and doing American rods with two sets of overhead wasn't working too well. So they, they figured it needed to move back down south and maybe we were the right guys. So we, we bought it, closed a couple buildings and opened up this one in Orange. Did you bring all the workers with you guys too? Yep. Yep. Oh, that's fucking awesome. Yep. Yeah. So you, you made sure to keep it uh, as, like, original as possible. It's family. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 25, 30 years. A lot of these people. Shit. 35 years. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of it. Yeah. Mike in the back is probably kitted over 98% of every seeker rod ever no ever built, or at least been standing back there while somebody else was doing it. But You guys yeah. build everything in-house? Everything except the blank. Yeah. 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 It, Do it that's all. cool, man. Yeah. All right here. Yep. That's fucking yeah. awesome. You know, you know, you wouldn't think because sometimes you go to like, I've been to Phoenix and I'm pretty sure they don't build their shit at Phoenix. I don't know. I didn't see like a rod building station. Maybe I'm fucking dumb. I don't know. <laughs> I just didn't see it. But it's cool to hear like the owners go, yeah, we do everything no. in house except build the blank. That stuff comes in a crate yeah. on a boat. Really? Ours. Uh, yeah. <laughs> do you, uh, so you have your uh, like a mandrills and stuff. Do you do that? Is it in U.S. or is that China? No, everything. It, that, the, the blanks are Woodland, Washington. Oh, really? Uh, what about six years ago, one of the rolling tables broke at Seeker. Mm-hmm. And the, the owners at the time, right before us, went into a minor panic about how to keep everybody busy with only one rolling table called the, the manufacturer, which is Century Design. Down in San Diego makes most of the machines for blank building. Mm-hmm. And uh, they said, we'll send a consultant down, let you know what you're looking at, rebuild, replace. And Brad Loomis walked in two days later to have a look, pointed out a couple glaring problems with the way it was being done. And the owners at the time worked out a deal to give them the patterns, give them the mandrels, no way. and start making them in Washington. And in, in uh, Woodland, Washington, you've got G. Loomis, Lamaglass, Seeker, Sage, North Fork Composites. There's a... Wow. A big blank building community. A lot of people know what they're doing. A lot of good equipment. It uh, for the dollar a blank. It probably costs us to truck them down the coast. We save a lot of the California, you know, workers' comp, unemployment insurance, that kind of thing. And we might even come out ahead a buck or two getting a, a straighter, stronger blank from the best guy in the business. Do you does that like uh, something you guys like are? pride yourself on is making sure everything's here done here in america and not for sure like yeah you know a hundred percent there's i mean you can buy a rod you can buy a computer and you can buy anything you want but when you build it in the united states it's you know it might cost a lot more you know but 
you know where it's made and you know it's made well. And I think that's one of the reasons that Rick and I are so hands-on. That's what we do. Yeah. You know, we're here, we're blood, sweat, and tears, friggin' 60 hours a week, sweating our asses off. You know, this is nice and air-conditioned up here, but we don't come up here. Yeah. We don't even sit down. Yeah. We don't even eat lunch. It's 4 yeah. o'clock, and we're like, what do you want to eat today? Beer. Yeah, beer, <laughs> exactly. You'd think I'd be skinnier. <laughs> kind of sad, actually. Um, yeah, but it makes a big difference. Did, is there a big, uh, I mean, business-wise, is there a big price difference of, like, actually going that route? Where, you know, like, uh, does it really, like, take a toll on the business compared to, like, say, Shimano or someone else that's building their rod blank from China coming here? Is there it's huge. huge. Yeah. That, that stuff so is it costs way... you, you guys are, have a smaller margin than probably you're making off of it just to keep integrity? That stuff like is that? way For more sure. profitable. Yeah. yeah. That's, that stuff's way more profitable. Yeah. But it's, it's not as good. Yeah. Well, no, it's cool to hear, though, from someone that, you know, really, you guys are making a conscious effort to, like, keep it here in America, in California, local, you know, homegrown. It's like, that's a, that's a big deal nowadays. Yeah, I mean, right? We wouldn't, uh, we wouldn't do this if it, we weren't making it ourselves. I mean, yeah. If we sit around all day and order containers overseas, I mean, what, what, are, yeah. you, what are you building? You're not doing anything. All you're doing is giving someone an order to do something else. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean yeah. That's not, there's no quality in that. I mean, there's no pride in that. Did you have an idea before buying Seeker where you kind of like, well, I want to do the rod company, you're going to do your own thing? Or did you just think, oh, I just wanted to buy something that's kind of already done that I can take over? I was just looking for a change of pace. Just at a the change time. of pace. You didn't re- would you have done a, a real company if that would have came up? You mean start one from scratch? Well, like, like for instance, how you, you took over Seeker, you guys yep. took it over. Is that what your idea was in your head or you're just like, it just all came together at one time? Kind of just came. Rick, yeah. He called me up. We've been fishing together for 20 years. And yeah. Uh, he, Rick, had a heart attack. Uh-huh. And I just got divorced. Wow. And I've been, I was in the real estate world for 22 years. And he was a trader and stockbroker. And yeah. we were, we've been buddies forever. And he said, would you be interested? And I said, hell yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. How did, look, can you mind talking about the heart attack? That's kind of a crazy story. Yeah. I had a uh, week of my 45th birthday whenever I'd, I was, I was bluefin fishing a lot. It was in August and I kept, uh, I'd go down in the middle of fighting a fish, fetal position, throwing up, left side numb. And then a few minutes later it would pass. I'd grab my rod back. So happened a few times, check myself into Hogue and they, they gave me a look for five hours and sent me home, said I was fine. It happened again the next day. And I got in to see, uh, a, a cardiologist who was able to give me the dye and the CT scan and he, he came back and said, you're about to die. You need a stent in the morning. Shit. Take these blood thinners and don't do anything. <clears throat> and when the surgeon came in the next day, or I don't know if it was that night or the next morning after he put a stent in, he said, you had a, a tear in your artery in the, the LAD, the Widowmaker. Mm-hmm. It was 95% blocked with a scab that was forming. You wouldn't have made it through the day. And I said, how, how the hell you get a scab in your artery you know what did i do he said it's usually job stress you never know for sure but what do you do for a living i said oh fuck i'm a trader for a hedge fund it's been kind of brutal last couple years that makes a lot of sense because you may want to think about a new line of work you got got a few kids you want to watch them grow up so i uh right then and there my my business partner partner at the time we got on a call with patty todd and about about buying the company and that that's how this whole process started what did your uh, are you married right now yeah what did your wife think 
She was uh, better super, get insurance. She, <laughs> she, she, she was not that life insurance for starters. Right off the bat, she was super supportive. Was well, she? That's yeah. cool, man. I mean, that I, that's a big deal if you're married to, to see what uh, the boss lady has to say. We call my boss lady the Viking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so she's crazy. My wife. It was, it was. I did it for 25 years trading yeah. stocks for uh, banks and funds, and yeah. to walk away from it was was kind of scary. Oh, I, got, I bet. I got a, I got a big, I got like a big mortgage and a few kids, but I, I, I felt like I was almost in a box for in the ground, and and whatever happened after that didn't really matter. At least I wasn't dead. Yeah. So it, uh, I felt you know it seemed like it was kind of weird to take the shot, but took Ed out to lunch. Told him I wanted a partner, and he, he's like, I'll write that check tomorrow. Let's yeah. do it. So we just did it. Wow. And what, what helped us was we, we you know, we got, we, we got a, a real good look at Seeker once some guys heard we were in the marketplace. And uh, Seeker came with the general manager, who was from Orange County, Jose. Most people in town know him. And he had, what, he had been there 12 years? Yeah, yeah. I think, was, I think Jose had been, yeah. been at Seeker for 12 years. So without him, it would have been really tough for us to f- kind of figure out what was going on we didn't have experience in the business we yeah. we're not idiots but we hadn't been doing this mm. for sure so jose was really happy to move back down to orange county and it was probably pretty seamless as far as most of the customers yeah figured yeah and do you remember do you have do you remember the first blank you like guys designed where you're like because you came in the, everything was already kind of like handed to you right it was yeah. already there do yeah. you Remember working on that first blank? Because, I mean, that was like your first trip. Like, yeah. how much, how much yeah, work do. was that, yeah. motherfucker? Oh you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All, we had to paint every blank. All of a sudden, you know, we left Oxnard. The only employees we left yeah. were the two guys who did all the painting. They lived up there. Yeah. And coding a blank is no easy process because everything can go wrong. Yeah. And if it's not 100% perfect, it's going to drip. And then you start all over. We would have runs where we'd have we'd paint 400 blanks so you would be doing it no he, we and i coat every single blank that comes through the factory <laughs> literally he and i do it because wow. you can't leave it to chance you know, yeah that's why you know when these guys you know are ordering containers or rods it drives us crazy because i'm like they don't even see the process they don't even get their hands on it you know you might as well own a freaking rock factory i mean you're not but it's cool it. to, and that's why I'm, I'm glad you guys are talking about stuff like this people don't know I love talking about the insides of the of the business that people don't really know. Mm-hmm. So, like, even painting, like, what do you use? I have no fucking clue what you're talking about. Dude, and, and I get making the color, but, like, what is it actually, like, the process you have to do? Like a two-part epoxy process okay. where you're mixing paints together and putting into a pot and punching. Just like if you're clearing the threads on a... But you, you're you, running it through a paint pot, oh, like a shit. diaphragm. And, yeah. You know, and if it's... We got thrust into it. We had no choice. And all of a sudden, we're spending, you know, 14 hours a week just coating rods and we had no idea how to do it we learned real hard the, the hard way over what three probably three or four months we kind of figured it all out and yeah. even to this day i mean god cheetos fart fuck god that's my fat dog that's a, that was a good, good one man. that guy i could oh taste that god. one i knew he was gonna do that he's the only god i thought my dog was here because this is the way my dog smells still over there farting oh, he cleared up the beard that's <laughs> cheeto it's like a fire <laughs> alarm <laughs> cheeto how many um so when you oh, that was a good one that was good there's no windows near it that's fine that's all we'll ride it out that ain't fine um, so you guys were painting them in the beginning uh no, how we, many we still do it so yeah. when you started and you learned did someone did uh jose show you guys kind of how to do it did he know you know we had a what do we have three months in oxnard at the old shop yeah with the no we watched him do it up there though yeah no but, we, we we learned how to do it uh 
right out of the gates. How many did you fuck up? Oh, fucking hundreds. hundreds. No way. What did you do with them? Just do you sand, sand them. them. Sand them. You got to sand over. the whole fucking thing yeah. and then redo it. Yep. Wow. Yeah. That's a lot of work. We'll, we'll show you if you want. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you want to say No, that? it's fucking I mean, this is interesting shit. It's so crazy. like now that's kind of the procedure you learned. But when you made your own blank, because you have to take, did you have to get another mandrel? Like, have you guys produced any new blanks since yeah. you know Seeker? Yeah. So the first series we started was the tactic series. Mm-hmm. Uh, and honestly, we, we felt like we had, let's say, the best eight-foot jig stick in the business, a 6480. Yeah. And, you know, why are people buying Chinese rods? Why would you buy something that you didn't... You bring Mike a little closer. Why would you buy something that, that didn't say, you know, Seeker Calstar? Why, why would you buy a Chinese jig stick to fish around here? And the only reasonable thing anyone had to say was, well, I like the small diameter. Seeker tends to have a bigger diameter. So we went to work making a, a smaller diameter, came up with the TAC-80. It took off pretty good, word of mouth, uh, Still not on our website or... Oh, shit, is it? Uh, no, I don't think so. How yeah. long ago was that when you guys came out with the TAC-80? A couple years now? Yeah, a couple years. Yeah. Can't, yeah. can't keep them in stock. So we have... Now there's uh, probably five different eight-footers and a nine-footer. Nice. And how much trial and error was on that one? Uh, we, you know, we sit in here and have lunch. Brad will send down prototypes. We'll, we'll pull on, let's say, six different at a time. Maybe the shutoff's an inch or two forward or the diameter's a little different. And we uh, let them know what we want, you know, when he eventually gets it perfect after maybe 12 or more samples, we, we define the one we like, that's how we do it. And then the ones that we didn't go with, great, great blanks, they get sold at the yard sale. Once we, we have a... Damn, that sucks though, if it's, if it's someone that's like, this is the fucking one, well, you're never getting it again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right, that's kind of yeah. the fuck part, yeah. right? Yeah, there's, yeah, there's plenty of stuff, you're never getting another one because it was, you know, one of yeah. six of that round of prototypes. We didn't go with it. It's it's great, but you're never gonna get another one. And it's happened. In fact, yeah. my A10, yeah, the Papa D rod. Yep. Yeah, really. It has a favorite rod, and we and you and you you're not gonna make that one ever again. No, but you just love the. It rod. It was the prototype for the 810. But you love it, and I friggin' love it. And every time I let someone borrow it, they catch fish with it, and it's you're it's the lucky about, stick. Now, how much, if you don't mind me asking, how much goes into making just a, a prototype and designing a new rod, like? Is it a very expensive thing where it's like you can't just make a new one? Like, say you like that stick and you wanted to make that one also. Mm-hmm. It's a little too much to make I'd sure that. Send that back up to Brad you and would, say, you know, get this going again. Get, yeah, this, yeah. get this to where, I, where okay. it is. And he would make a bunch of prototypes. And it's, it's costly. And it's, it yeah. ain't cheap. But he knows what he's doing. I mean, a guy, or, you know, is a, he's, a, he's an engineer. I mean, he can. And it's a quicker turnaround, I'm sure, yeah. uh, compared to doing it overseas. Oh, yeah. You know, right? Oh, yeah. 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 We, can get in, we can get in a couple weeks. Yeah. And I, I could be wrong, but I think the going rate in the industry, if you can find somebody that'll do it for you, is yeah, 2500 3000 bucks to go kind of design something new. Okay. But, you know, the volume we do, we're partners with Brad Loomis, and we, we don't pay for that type of stuff. If we have to reverse engineer or something, we don't pay for that type of stuff because yeah. we're he'll, he'll kind of make it up on the volume that yeah. he's rolling for us. Wow. Very interesting. So then after that series, the, the tactical, that, that, is that the first main one that you guys came out with that set? That was the main one. Okay. That's, that's the and you've done some offshoots off of that too? Or yeah. another, another series? Or are you well, just focused in, on that one? In that series, we, we wound up with a, a, a light, a medium, a heavy, a nine-footer, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, that's the only now standalone. It's no, it yeah, yeah, we got them. Really? There's, there's a yeah, a lot of demand for the those in, in spinning rods, guys who don't want to throw a conventional or can't throw a conventional. 
So we're doing those. those we're those one of fucking assholes. <laughs> <laughs> or they want a popper fish. You know, they want a, yeah. a you know a sixty pound popper rod yeah. for big bluefin. And you know, it's kinda of hard to do, but if you yeah. if some guys can't throw conventional you know, so they get a spinner and they chuck that out there. Yeah, no, I've seen it. I mean, like Billy's doing it sometimes with yeah. people. You'll see guys mm-hmm. Yeah, and if you're you a charter are, captain. Yeah. And you guys build a lot of rods for different people, like sets? Yeah, and a, a, a big part of our business is outfitting the fleet. You'll see us on probably most of the sport boats, wow. a lot of the, you know, Alaska lodges, PV operations. Um, guys with big yachts, you know, you need a dozen rods, we'll, we'll do it here. You, want, you need a dozen custom rods, you can come in and talk to us directly. You don't have to uh, find some, some. Do a lot of other companies do that locally? Uh, well, only the guys making stuff here. You, yeah. you know, you, you can't do custom yeah. Shimano Phoenix Daiwa. Who else uh, makes stuff here? Uh, Calstar. Calstar. So it's just you and Calstar pretty much that are, are local stuff in, inside of California or are you in this? Pretty much. I yeah. mean, anybody making more than 5,000 rods is just pretty much us and Calstar. Yeah. So you guys are pretty custom. I mean, compared to the, you know, outsourcing, that's what's kind of a trip. That you, I, I, don't, I don't know anything about the fucking background of building rods, so it's kind of a trip. Well, like, you, you, like you were saying, that the, the margin for the tackle shop is better with the imports. Yes. It, they, they just make more money. I don't think you see as many American rods in the stores today as you did 10 years ago. You think that's harder because of the margin? Yeah, they got bills to pay just like everybody else. So if you and I own a tackle shop and we can bring in a container and, and, and make 150% on our money, or we can buy American rods and make, you know, I don't know, whatever the, you know, your 40 points or whatever the, yeah. the markup is, it makes more sense business-wise to sell the disposable shit that comes from China. Do you think that the tackle shops have that much influence to say, like, hey, let's go with this rod instead of this rod? Is oh. there that big of an influence? Oh, yeah. More than just, like, you know, I see Jay or, or Billy or someone fishing a seeker, I'm going to go, I want that rod. I mean, if it's a real fisherman and he understands quality and knows what he's looking for, he's not going to buy that shit. But, you know. But the, that's who you guys are kind of aiming for, you feel more? Yeah, you sure. know, like a, yeah. a, someone that's really knowledgeable, like, well, we that knows what they want. We don't, we don't advertise. We don't have an advertising budget. We, we don't advertise, but we outfit the right guys. You guys right. aren't in, in uh, Western Outdoor News or anything? No. Mm-hmm. Nope. Wow, that's awesome. Ne- never have been. That's great. That's really, Just really don't fucking have, cool. Don't have the budget. Well, no, it's still cool. Like, you don't need to go that r- yeah. route, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you word of mouth, dude. What mm-hmm. else, you know? Yeah. But what we, else do you know, we, we were just talking about Alec Robbie's boat. If you go get on the Player Supreme, that, you're going to see nothing but our rods on the boat. Yeah. And that's people get off the boat. They, they liked pulling on it. They caught a few fish. Then they'll go into the shop and ask for it. So it, it helps us out. Does it make it hard? So it does make it harder on... Uh, just getting that promotion from the shop too, because if you think if you're a shop owner and like you said, you're not going to want to pump something, you're not going to make that money off of. Yeah. But that's just, I think lost in, in, in the whole, uh, progression mm-hmm. of the time, you know, like, right. There's there, there shops that I think get it and have people's best interest in mind and want to sell them the best rod. Mm-hmm. And then there's shops that are more in it for the money mm-hmm. probably. But there's like rod companies too, right? Mm, yeah. You feel like, I mean, I would say you feel like you guys are in this because you love it. Yeah. I mean, you got to make a living, but you, if, you, if you were trying to make that cash, you'd probably be going overseas. More, oh, yeah, right? for sure. Yeah. Yeah, we wouldn't do it then, right? Yeah. It's like, it's like making a Hyundai. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think I'd be proud to actually, you know, tell my kids I make the, the Hyundai. 
You know, I mean, come on, man. You know, <laughs> right? And you don't leave your job after 20 years to freaking, you know, make something overseas and then call it your own. Cause, yeah. Because you're, what you're doing is you're handing off a, a rod for, to a guy who's going to spend three grand to jump on a two and a half or an eight day boat, let's just say. Yeah. And he's going to tie up all his rods and he's going to take the time and lie to his wife and freaking <laughs> run out of town, take one of his two weeks of vacation yeah. to go on a boat to take a rod that's going to ultimately make his day. And the, there's a 16% chance when it walks out of the store, it's going to break. You want to put to the test. Right. So I don't know. I mean, there's no, what is that? So the, the real fisherman, the guy who spends his money wisely and who he learns the hard way sometimes, and then he figures it all out. I mean, you know, I've had guys come in here and say, God, I outfitted my boat with all these rods. And, you know, he doesn't know any better. You know, but he wants to get into fishing. And, yeah. you know, and next thing you know, he's like, where do I buy all these rods? And it's like, oh, you can go anywhere you want. There's a million tackle shops that carry them. You know yeah. What I mean? But they don't know any better. A lot of guys just don't know any better. Yeah, that's hard to, uh, uh, there's a happy medium, too, of like finding where you would find that information. And there's a price difference, too. I mean, there is a price difference. Yeah, but it's like buying like an American-made car, right? And mm-hmm. like buying... Yeah, and you're gonna you last. For, it's gonna last thirty years. Yeah, I mean your car ain't gonna last thirty years. <laughs> but you know your rod will, maybe you know. Yeah, no, definitely. You see, dudes that have been having rods forever, like some old rods are yeah. really nice, you know. Believe me, we get them in here when they need a guide repaired or something. Mm-hmm. What's your warranty? Well, mm-hmm. your rod says uh, nineteen ninety one, sir. No way. You want me to fix yeah. that guide? Yeah, I'll do it for you, but it's gonna cost you fifteen bucks. <laughs> yeah, but it says lifetime. Well, I didn't smack my wife over the head with it. You did. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't do that. <laughs> Yeah. Well, that's a long time, though, 91, dude. I no. need to bring a rod in, you know? Yeah. Shit. When you, when you first bought the company, did you think about, like, okay, can we cut a cost somehow by going overseas, or that was never no. even in no, your we, mind? We, we both made a lot more money in our prior careers. Of course. We're, we're not in this for the money. We're really not. Yeah. So we're, when you had the plan right off the bat, it was like you guys just want to keep the integrity yeah, of the company well, and, and I, I tell people, I, I think we're in it for our egos. We want to make the best rods on the planet. Do you think you make the best rods? Yeah, I think we do. Oh man, yeah. you guys are throwing that dick around, huh? Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> swinging if you got it. I think there's a lot of people who think that. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, that's why you do it, right? Because you want to make that freaking rod. Well, of course. And I feel like you, you uh, having a rod company is way different than something else. You know, like. You're, yeah, you want to see those people put those pictures up of, you know, them catching them big, mm-hmm. whatever it might be, you know? Yeah. And you get to, you, you guys have a lot of great anglers that use your stuff, huh? It doesn't get old either when that guy calls on the phone, <laughs> you know, and he's like, I got 22 secret rods and I got my grandfather's rods and, you know, these things never fail and I love your stuff. And it's, you know, that's kind of like people used to, the previous owners would always say, don't pick up the phone. But I love hearing stuff like yeah. that. That's friggin' cool. I mean, that's, that's what we're doing here. You know, that's really why we do it. There is a lot of ego involved. It has nothing to do with me or Rick. It's just we just want to build that rod. That's just, in fishing, I feel like, in general, ego is, like, get in the way. But yeah. did you, uh, when you took over the company, was it kind of hard to, like, uh, navigate? Since you guys are completely different, I'm sure, than the, the previous owner, so you kind of had to navigate the company a little like where people might have a uh, second guest like oh, i don't know if i want to stick with these guys because I, I don't know who they are or something like that mm-hmm. or not really you guys already had a reputation a little bit i think we do a lot of custom business now for lodges and they didn't do a lot of that stuff no a lot of sport boats <clears throat> and you know I, I don't i don't think they were 
they were so far away. When they're up in Oxnard, you're so far away from San Diego that it's hard to have a grasp. Yeah, there was guys, if what you're asking is that guys weren't sure if they would stick with Seeker because it, it changed hands a couple times yeah. over a few years. Yes. And so it's really only changed hands twice, twice in 40 in, years. Oh, in 30 something years. Yes. That's nothing. But it, it has been, you know, in the last 10, but, you know, the company's been around since the late 80s and it's changed hands twice. Uh, it was in it, horrible bankruptcy, you know, losing a lot of money in 2013. The parent company, needed it off the books mm-hmm. it uh <clears throat> sold for i'm sure less than the cost of the inventory on hand so you know good smart move by the guys who got that heads up and bought it yeah but they couldn't operate it from ventura county the way they wanted to or profitably with two two sets of overhead double yeah. double the rent double the Shit. bills yeah so here man it's working out good for us and i think the employees are happy to have the owners under the same roof and you know, uh, Jose, the old GM, he was drive. He was three days a week. He was spending the whole day on the 405, taking blanks and guides down to down to Long Beach and oh, dropping God, stuff up at sh- dropping dropping stuff up at the tackle shops and then driving back up and Dude, man, <clears> picking it up. Now, now everybody just stops by here. Do you guys have sales reps too, or not? We we have one one it, sales it's, rep, uh, Matt Barlow, who runs the Impulse. Okay. And he was with uh, Pure Fishing, which Penn Abu Garcia that 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 company. Mm-hmm. They they got acquired. I guess almost a couple of years ago now, and made a lot of layoffs, so we were able to pick him up. Oh, that's cool. And uh, Doug Hath, Doug Hath, handles oh, yeah, all of Alaska. A, also. Yeah, there's a guy. Yeah, there's another guy in Alaska. The police officer in Surrey. Do you guys do a lot of East Coast stuff? <clears throat> yeah, as much as we can ship to them. Now there's a lot of shipping restrictions. Yeah, anything over I, 96 inches. Fuck. UPS and FedEx decided that they don't want to ship anything anymore. They want to go box to box, business to business. So it's a 550 dollars surcharge to ship anything. Anything over eight. Which feet? is why we're now selling blanks. We sell blanks direct. It was either that or go out of business. Yeah. You know, so if you want to buy blanks, we can sell blanks. Well, not, obviously not going to sell finished rods, but we will sell blanks. I mean, it's you know mud hole and you know tackle direct. I mean, these companies back east, we used to sell thousands. Now you can't ship anything over 96 inches. Fuck. So it's, it's complete greed on the U.S. side. Yeah. It's kind of trippy, actually. So if you ship anything over that, it's 550 to ship. Yeah. <clears throat> Forget that, the 45 man. bucks to ship it. Now there's a $550 <laughs> surcharge. Yeah. So now it's almost 600 bucks to you ship. You get guys that like, will travel down here and, and get the rods. Dude, the guy, that yeah. guy from New York today was the nicest guy in the world. He's, uh, he uses the baby alua to fish for fluke mm-hmm. and they've been using them forever it's the best fluke rod in the world well okay well how do we get them to them so i got them quote and it's you know it's 550 bucks and it's you know so you know try to rack your brain and figure out how to get them these blanks but he finally said he's like well maybe you know i'll have someone truck them out because i have buddies that go out there once in a while i'm like well friggin' load that thing up with as many as we can i mean yeah it's hard it's very difficult which yeah that's the whole covid thing kind of changed a lot too or did you guys get busier The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, motion sounds something like this. Kizik helps you experience the magic of motion. With over 200 patents and easy on, easy off technology, you'll never have to touch your shoes again. 
there are hundreds of styles and colors, plus a squish like nothing you've ever felt. For a limited time, get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Uh, we were dead for a couple months, kind of slow. We were here three days, four really? days a week, which was really weird because all of a sudden you're like, but then all of a sudden when they lifted most of everything, we went full bore. It's been insane. Yeah, the tackle shops have looked crazy. Everything's like nothing there, dude. You can't buy a bike. Yeah. can't buy a rod. Yeah, right. You can't buy a tent. You know, they, anything they, out that's good for us country. I like yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Not was, for COVID, obviously. But. Yeah, no. When the store's closed, we, we kept building, and we, we, we got a little nervous. What are we going to do with all this stuff? How much money are we going to spend on fiberglass? Yeah. We kept building, and, and we went from having more inventory than we've ever, ever had to less inventory than we've ever, ever had right now. Because when everything wow. opened up and they played catch-up and anything and everything outdoors just went through the roof, and you know, we were part of that. And luckily, we had the inventory. It was it was real fun for like ten days, and now now we're pretty much out of it. <laughs> we're like, look how much stuff we have. Look how much stuff we're selling. Now we don't have shit. <laughs> well, we're catching up again. But yeah. you know, it's hard because you know Fuji Fuji guides come from, and we all know where they come from. Yeah. And that kind of slowed us down a little bit because we couldn't get them. Can you get them now? Yeah. Yeah. But still, you know, we're we're, we're still back ordered. It's back. It's a, right. From, everything's probably yeah. back ordered. Yeah. Like well, Son of a bitch. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. It sucks. Fuck, man. And you're dealing with a distributor in the middle of the country. How many uh, rod wrappers do you guys have here? We have uh, two in the house and two out of the house okay. right now. We're probably in the process of bringing everybody in the house. Okay. Out of the house or just doing another house? Yeah, Nothing? like contract, uh, oh. contract work, and the state doesn't like that anymore. Oh, really? So we're probably going to figure out where to put them in, in here. Wow, that's cool. Mm. Do you guys ever wrap them yourself? Nope. Never. Can't even pretend to do we got, that. We got, we got <laughs> a lot tried? of girl, a lot of girls here for that. <laughs> yeah, that's too much. It's too, by the t- you know, by the time you're answering the phones and paying the bills and you know ordering components and dealing with all the BS every day, there's a lot to do. Yeah, you know, it's hard without Jose still not here. I mean, he's you know, and he's you know, he was the heart and soul of this place for it forever, and then all of a sudden for him to be gone, he left. Well, he had he had a, uh, his foot amputated. Oh shit! Yeah, is uh, he coming back or? I don't know. Uh, really? Uh, it's hard. It's kidneys and oh, dialysis, shit. and yeah, fuck, it's dude. tough. He'll be uh, he'll be fine. I mean, we'll you know he'll be yeah. fine though. But you know, it's it's a lot of work for uh, you know. And, he's know. he's laying pretty low these days. And we got to yeah. pump Edgar a little bit just so he doesn't get all butt hurt. <laughs> he does a great job. <laughs> he runs a warehouse and he does a lot really? of shipping and okay. answers the phone. And, yeah. How many people you guys employ total? Uh, 11, 12, or, 11 12, or 12 yeah, wow, like that, dude. 12. and then us who we don't really employ and then Rick's uh, wife okay it's yeah. come down god rest her soul once in, a while, once in a while yeah <laughs> slave my, labor him uh, real quick <laughs> my, uh, my, my oldest son when he, when he gets in trouble he's, he's out here sanding blanks Oh, fuck. How old are your oldest? He just turned 17. Oh, yeah. I know that age. He'll stand out in the parking lot with some sandpaper. There you go. Sand, <laughs> yeah. Sand the fucking drips off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just fuck up every rod and add yeah. it to him. Sand it. Uh, we, got, we got Cheeto working here. You got to whiff it out. Yeah, yeah. that smelled real good. Oh, yeah, that, that was so. You have kids? Yeah, I have three boys. Oh, wow. I have a, a three-year-old, a 10-year-old, and a 16-year-old. Yeah, it's, it's hard. Yeah, a three-year-old was supposed to be a girl didn't happen, so my wife's kind of didn't like that. She wanted to. <laughs> Sorry, all I make is boys. Can't help it. Yeah. So it's it's crazy at my house. That's not like I I work from home, so I this is nice getting out for me. 
<laughs> Getting out of fucking kids are homeschooled right now, so you're stuck well, with these sheds all day. Come by any time yeah. when you start when you start drinking again. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my, I have my wife pick me up from here. I will not be good. Bill <laughs> knows. We uh, we have been known to have some fun around here. Yeah, that's what I heard. But you guys like to party. There's charter captains and deckhands. Yeah, and shop owners and you know everybody likes that. This is industry. This is the thing about this industry. It's You'll, you'd be hard-pressed to find somebody that wasn't cool and that you didn't like. I mean, these guys come in here all the time. Mark was in here today. I mean, you know, we're talking Al Garabi on the phone today. Yeah. And, you know, whether it's Mike from the Tribute or Paul Fisher from the Outer Limits. I mean, I could go on and on. But it seems like Tucker, I love Tucker. Everybody's cool. Yes. You know, even the guys who own the tackle shops. I mean, I, every time Eric comes in here from the Long Fit, I mean, there's, there's just a ton of people that come in all day long that are in the industry. And... You know, you think you're tired and you don't, you can't talk to people all day, but you love talking to these people because they're yeah. they're cool. Yeah, they are cool, uh, regardless of whether it's the Tiger Pirate dudes or yeah. Andy. Let's talk about that a little because you guys did a drop with them, right? Like mm-hmm. a collab where you did how many sets of rods did you guys do? Three, three, right? Three sets so far. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah, Jake just had a baby, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. So he's out. I don't haven't seen him. He was all gung ho and doing something else, and also dropped <laughs> dropped the baby, and he got a dose of reality. Hey, everything's gonna end now, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was good. You had a good life while lasting. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, those sold quick as shit too. Those man. are they're good guys. They're they're easy to work with, and uh, they made it easy on us. They're they're super flexible. We kind of told them what we had available and why it might be a good idea. They said, "Fuck yeah, do it." And, yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, f- framed it on their social media in such a way that got people all lathered up and yeah. sold sold the batch in six minutes the first time shit. and. Like I, think, I think less than an hour the second time. <laughs> <laughs> have you done that with another clothing company before like that? Well, we have we have a, a line of salty crew rods. Okay. And, and what it is is a super secret blank uh, with a black steel guide or the equivalent. Um, Jared wanted a set of rods for Southern California, kind of like the five that he thought were most applicable. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, it's been a, a no, uh, not a contract or anything. It was, uh, hey, here's some rods for you and your dad, and, and we're going to do these as long as we want. Uh, you know, people like them. A couple shops buy them pretty good. I think most people that end up with them were maybe, you know, probably just looking for a, a black steel, and we didn't have it, or a super secret, we didn't have it. I mean, a, a 6480 feels like a 6480. So you guys still have, do production on that rod? Like you'll just sell them if they want them? Kind of. On occasion. Yeah. yeah. People want them all the time. It's, <laughs> yeah. It's kind of hard. But right. that's kind of, you, you gave them rods and you kind of just made a salty crew version did, of did some rod. Did some rods for Jared and his dad. Yeah. In, in exchange to uh, be, Using able to, the, be able to use the label okay, and yeah. you know, put them out yeah. there and co, co-promote each other's brand, that's I guess. Cool. And when they do their movie road shows, you know, we help them out, sponsor. And yeah. They're, they're, they're good guys. and That's cool. Fish a lot. Have you? That's only two companies you've done it with a collaboration like that. Cl- clothing company. Did we do yeah. pelagic stuff with them? Yeah, we uh, did some pelagic gaffs. We sp- sponsored the uh, pelagic tournaments down oh, in Cabo cool. with with rods and gaffs and that kind of that thing. That was yes. a, a couple years in a row. That was cool. Yeah. Before COVID, that was supposed to happen again in June. See, yeah. like uh, the point I was making earlier is that if the if we're if American rods are tougher to get into the shops, we'll kind of make up for it by outfitting guys and finding other ways to to make and sell rods to. You know, hey, if, if the tackle shop doesn't want to buy 24 jig sticks, maybe Haggard Pirate does. And, you know. Is that the route you're going now? Because I feel like even everything you're, is going differently. Like Amazon's huge now, um, a tackle warehouse. Like everything's 
changing? Do you feel like you're going a different route now than the tackle shop because you have to? No, we don't sell online. Uh, and if we did, we'd probably get tossed out of a couple of good shops. That's the way. But if someone's coming for a large order, you're, you, you can handle them. Like if oh, they yeah. want to yeah. grab like 10. I mean, if it's yeah. Charter Captain or yeah. like, you know, Mark Lennon and the boys in the Thunderbird are always in here. Yeah. You know, uh, we appreciate them. You know, they're always sporting the gear. And, you know, those guys drive the industry because whatever they do, everybody else wants to yes. do because you know you're talking about charter captain and you know the, the guys who run the deck those guys are the most knowledgeable fishermen in the freaking planet yeah. they do it every day you know they're they're times 10 so if we can do deals with those guys i don't you know the tackle shops aren't going to get upset with us if we're doing you know custom rod or that's one of our things we have a captain and crew program so oh, okay. captain and crew you can come in you have a captain's license you know we can outfit your boat when, but yeah, it has changed. You know, the the dynamics of, of the industry are changing a little bit in the regards. Even even tackle shops. I mean, you see, it's they're doing great right now. Don't get me wrong, but previously, I feel like online was just really taking over. Amazon has fucking everything. Yeah, man, it sucks for right? mom yeah. and pa shops. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if, and if, you're, are you? I feel like you guys are noticing that a little. Oh yeah, you know, like mm-hmm. where you're like, okay, we got to keep up with the times. We got to be careful though. We you know we we can't just go around the shops with with the rods. So. We we got to play. No, of course. We got to play ball. But, yeah. but and they you, call every day. Yeah, guys yeah. call every day. One of I said, oh, okay. Unless you're a charter captain, or first responder, military, I'm not going to sell to you. Okay. And you know, every day guys call. Oh man, can I know? But it's it's fucked because it's like, well, there's probably tons of shops you guys aren't in, and it's like, yeah, we could well, point we, you to the right fucking shop. We, but we do. We, t- and we t- do. We take care of the shops we are, and if you call in and yeah. you're in Ventura and you need a and you need a rod, uh, we'll say, look, call. Eric at Eric's Tackle. Yeah. Or Turner's and, or Hunt's. And give him your credit card over the phone. As soon as he calls me and says you bought the rod, I'll drop ship it to you. Wow, mm-hmm. that's cool. So, we do that a lot. You know, we do that. Uh, do you feel like you got to do that? There's a little, uh, it's a little harder to skate around stuff because you guys are American made, you know, like stuff like that, where you're trying to make sure you get your product out. So you've got to do that extra effort because you guys are trying to yeah, keep the integrity, you know, like yeah, it's it, hard. I mean, and I don't want to just keep grinding on the same topic, but I, I think it's very important to hear from someone that is actually an American company like that is trying to, nothing against other rod companies, but keep it, you know, in-house, everything, tight ship, you know? I think it has to be a two-way street, too. You know, there's a lot, you know, there's some tackle shops that, you know, this whole only sell through the tackle shops thing happened forever ago you know but you only sell through us to us not anybody else okay yes. but then all of a sudden die all these all these chopsticks get introduced to the friggin' industry and the top <laughs> and the, you know and, and the tackle shop owners are like screw it i want to make the money well what about us you know okay so now you're selling that product so where's our handshake deal where well, you're only going to sell our product oh so is that how it worked previously is, mm-hmm. is you had a deal with the tackle shop I and mean, it wasn't us obviously it preceded us but, I mean, in, in the older days, was it like that? I, don't, I have no fucking clue. I mean, why else would anybody agree only to sell? Because there, there, there was tax, no internet. There was no, and there was no... Was it, was it a, so you had like a uh, exclusive deal with... There was no Shimano I don't think all so. that crap. No. I don't think there was an exclusive deal. I don't think they... Well, I had to, or there's agreement, obviously, because we don't sell. We don't sell to the public. Oh, c- customer vendor. I mean, you know... Does a Shimano sell to the public? Well, a couple of our distrib- a couple of our competitors, I guess if you could call them, do have websites where they will sell. I think a lot like a pen. Can't you buy? You know, as long as you're going to pay retail, you can buy any pen off the pen website. Rods, reels, whatever, right? What about doing that? You don't think that would work for you guys? I mean, if you were going to sell the same price as the other as the as the 
the tackle shops, why can't you do something like that? Yeah, I don't know. Sometimes We're too freaking busy. I'll be long building rods. <laughs> Time for Teach that your stuff. kid to use a yeah, fucking we, webpage. We like and our there dealers. you go, dude. You know, if, if we could make it fast enough and we had to worry about that, yeah. that'd be one thing. Yeah. We can't make it fast. I mean, I'm just, you know, we're just uh, spitballing shit. I'm yeah. just kind of like asking questions is interesting to me. So I'm wondering like what, you know, as, the, as we grow forward in the future, like shit's going to change. Everyone knows that. Probably. You, know? yeah. you, you want to own Amazon stock or Sears stock? You yeah. Know? Right. We like the dealers, though. I mean, I get a you know I get a thrill out of walking into Hogan's, for instance. Yeah. You know, and you know yeah. those people are cool. It's my home shop. I live you know three miles from there. Yeah. You know it's cool. I mean they 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 sell the product. We just have to ship it to them, and it's a really good relationship. Yeah. And that I, that's the whole point of the tax. But if we can't make any money because we're competing with container shit stuff, then eventually is that hard to keep up with that? I mean, if they're making a rod for, you know. 300% less than we are. It's hard to contend. Is it really that big of a difference, if you don't mind me asking? Like, it's pretty massive. It's it? huge. Yeah. I mean, but isn't the guy bummed when he says, and I'm just going to just, I'm not going to say it. Don't even say a name. You could just no. say the uh, so-and-so company. It's made for 26 bucks. I don't think chopsticks no, are think, good. I think, I think, I, I think <laughs> no, it's, and I'm not being racially insensitive. Well, I'm, I'm just, just saying. It, it just sounded like that a little well, bit. <laughs> no, no, and I don't mean it like that. I'm just fucking <laughs> with you. I think it... <laughs> It would not be hey, far we'll off. Definitely cut this part out. Don't worry. <laughs> Beep. <laughs> it would. It would not be far off to say that if we have 130 bucks into a rod, just in parts and labor, I could probably get that a container full of those rods for less than 40 40 God. bucks. Like already wrapped. Oh yeah. No, when you say back, container, let me get this straight. You're saying container of rods are no finished. container rod. Just one no, like rod. like off the boat in a container. You know, a thousand rods. We're okay. Done. Bagged and tagged. Okay, that's what I thought. You're just talking blanks. No, no, I'm no. I'm fucking tripping out. Oh. So you're telling me the whole fucking rod yeah. built to overseas, bring it over here. Shit, that's a that's a Less huge, than 40 bucks. That's fucking crazy. And they're making, you know, you think you got that 40 buck rod. And say it's the, the bottom of the, you're, you're looking at 150, they're selling them for? 170, no, 300 bucks. A lot more than that. Fuck. Yeah. How much is, you know, the typical T-Res or whatever those things are? <laughs> T-Res is 300 bucks. Well, dude, that thing's, you got that in a box of Cracker Jacks. It's thirty bucks. I mean, who knows what it really costs? But it is, but that guy's got to be bummed when he finds out. And we don't, you know. But the, this is the thing: is you have that integrity that, that I think some people don't. Some people don't. It's like uh, I've. It's like take for me for taking sponsors. I could take a fucking, and I'm not saying I never won't. I won't take a sponsor that's a fucking, you know, bidet or whatever it might be. <laughs> right, you know, right. it's like you get <laughs> to the that. point sometimes where you're doing something <laughs> and it's like. Fuck man, I need to make some money, and you, mm-hmm. you're not making shit off of it. So uh, our latest epidural, <laughs> right? Viagra. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, it, these guys are just looking. To, a lot of them are just looking to make money, and yeah. like I said, it's cool to hear from from guys that you know kind of want to keep a, a certain, uh, you know, like way you go about your business. My yeah. hats off to the guys making a ton of money in the fishing industry, but. They're not making the best rods. Yeah, true. So their business plan more if powerful. If you couldn't use a seeker, who would be the next rod company you would like to use? Calstar. 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 Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. It's good stuff. That would be it. Just Calstar. There's a big gap in between a lot of other ones. Really? Yeah. I mean, you see other guys out there make an argument, but you know. Yeah. There are. I yeah. Mean, because that's a, that's that would be. How about this? What's your favorite commercial rod? What do you mean commercial? Oh, I mean like container rod? Container rod. 
I literally think you like they're all junk. They're all the same. They're all built in the same area. They, 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 they could make a left turn to Walmart with a $49 price tag on it or a right turn to you know, the tackle shop you with know, a $300 price tag. I with you on that because when I first started, I've been fishing 10 years, and when I first uh, surf fish a lot, I, I'd buy the Abu Garcia's. So I would mm-hmm. go to fucking whatever said tackle shop and yeah. it's like 150 for a vengeance or a vendetta, whatever it is. Then I go to Walmart and I'm like, is that the same fucking rod for fucking 50 bucks? <laughs> could have got that shit here. I was like, what the yeah. fuck, dude? Yeah, you know, dude. like, I can't believe that. We were, we were at the, uh, the, one of the trade shows next to the pen guys. Uh-huh. And, you know, he was showing me something that we don't even compete with. It was, it was a, yeah. like a two-pound test trout rod. Yeah. It, was, it was really small. We, we, we don't even make that stuff right now. <clears throat> so I feel like I can say it. But he, we were talking about what it costs to make it, what it costs at the factory. It, dude, wasn't it like 12 bucks? <laughs> I mean, they, hey, like stuff like that. They we'll get that rod. Out. We'll bleep that out because people can guess on that. You know, like, <laughs> they, get, they make that rod for twelve bucks, Dude, and they ain't Arizona either. No, Jeez. God, it's Cheeto farting. Dude, dude, I taste that. God, Jesus, like, yeah, whose dog is that? <laughs> Good lord, Cheeto, beat it. I, I but this shit's interesting, like Cheeto. to know uh, what. God. Ooh, that's a good one. That's a really fucking good. One. Did you give him your cheeseburger? I don't know. I did. I gave him a bite of that cheeseburger. Oh, I mean, I don't eat unhealthy. <laughs> I, I never do that. I don't, but, I don't drink. Still, right? You don't at all. Jeez! <laughs> wow. What did he eat? A freaking rat? <laughs> the, uh, but like you said, like I, I, I don't. I have such a wide audience of people. Like some people might not even know what that. You know, right. I change their mind, which is cool to hear from. Guys like you, where you kind of go, well, this is the the uh, tackle fishing rod industry for you guys. You're in, so it's like people wouldn't even fucking know that. You know, and to to say to the American consumer out there, mm-hmm. especially now with what's going on in the world and who gave us this freaking COVID shit, we know where it freaking came from. Don't buy that shit. <laughs> if nothing else, for your own freaking integrity and your own I mean, support, the American businesses. For God's sakes, I mean, spend the extra sixty bucks. Don't buy the bullshit and just friggin' sp- buy American. I buy everything American now. Really? I mean, literally, I don't give a shit. Why are you driving a Honda? I just, bu- no, hell no. I'm just fucking. <laughs> I buy, I'll spend the money to buy the American shit because I know it's going to last. And at least yeah. I'm supporting my own freaking country. Yes. And in the fishing industry, I'm supporting my local people. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're, whether you're, you're getting a kill bag. Right? Yeah. Or whether you're friggin'. Now, does this work the same with reels? Yeah, accurate reels and Avid. I mean, I, just buying them. Buy, buy the, the, the same thing with the reels, like the, the you know what I'm saying? The container rods, like, because the reels kind of like. Oh, uh, the reels come from, well, I mean, not the American different. stuff, you know? Yeah. You know, I'd rather buy the American reel I, and have it friggin' fail than buy that friggin' <laughs> other shit. I mean, I look think, at my here's, tricks. Here's what, here's what I've learned I think the consensus is uh, an import reel is probably. A, a, a more quality product than an import rod. Okay. Because yes. when uh, you know we, the, our first sales guy was was Bob Hoos from Pure Fishing yeah. Penn Abu Garcia, and the first thing he said was don't don't buy a rod from a real company. Um, in Southern California, we're pretty well educated. We know what what rod to pair with what reel. But in Latin America or the East Coast or a lot of other places, Europe. Um, but this is not <clears throat> like a locally, but West Coast or East Coast. At other places, people in don't West, know what to pair. Jack would agree anyway. Jackson would have told me. He would totally agree. Fuck <laughs> you, that. You know, you, you don't, don't buy a rod from a real company. They're, they're making that rod as cheaply so as possible. So who do you consider a real company that's making rods? Like, 
Would you well, consider Daiwa a, a raw? Absolutely, real Penn, yeah. Daiwa, Shimano. Really a- accurate. You know, the, anybody yeah. making reels who's who's selling rods also, the rods are in general l- lower quality Can and made the mic a lower quality yeah. and and made to uh, boost the the reel sales. Well, rolling a blank is an art. Um, machining a reel is a fucking machine. But it's an art to roll a blank. You ever seen a, a blank rolled? No. I mean, it's a freaking no. process, and it's a it's a person. You don't want a twenty five year old freaking kid trying to freaking roll a blank who's never really done it before, but someone taught him how to. Yes. You need a, a guy like a Brad Loomis who has so grew that's, up doing that's, that. So that's that's a great uh, statement, and the, and uh, kind of answer my question is like, if it's an art, then there's certain dudes that are the best at rolling that rod. Undoubtedly. Uh, so if you're going overseas, you're probably not getting the best guy. Right. Not saying they're not good. You don't even see. But them. they're not. Yeah, you don't. You don't know to, them. They don't have a reputation of doing. You uh, know, I've been there. Uh, I've seen it. They're, well, they're kids. You're never gonna meet them. Right. You know, it's a massive factory. Yeah. That's selling blanks to all the guys that are building import rods or bringing in import blanks. There's, so you're almost there's no account, there's, there's no possible account. and like like we're just talking we're not trying to shit on anyone's no. company but it's possible that some of those blinks are the same fucking company is playing oh, yeah. oh absolutely oh, yeah. it's, oh, like, yeah. it's like it's like buying a wetsuit most of them come out of the same factory you know and, and this makes me think twice about even like the shit i i mean i just buy rods i don't think about buying you know what i buy or even what i get and i think wow you know that i'd rather buy like if i would buy a piece of furniture i want it to be well built right i want to see you know the mortise and tenon or whatever the fuck it is I'm not going to Ikea to get a fucking table my wife wants or some fucking cabinet. I know I could rip off the wall, but turn it, you know? It's like so fast it's like, food. Yeah, It's like exactly, fast food compared exactly. to a chef. I mean, a chef is, is a culinary expert. He's going to make that freaking food, and he's good because he's trained. Yeah. But when you're making a, a reel, with all due respect, it's a machine, and it's a professional operating it. He knows what he's doing. He's been doing it, and he does it, and it's awesome. But rolling a blank's a lot different. It's, yeah. It is. It's a freaking You guys art. don't make anything... For but just like what you you don't make a, you make a calico rod, calico yeah, yeah. sure. Do you oh, yeah. make anything smaller than that? No. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Rods. yeah trout, sure. You guys have some trout rods. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> we make trout rods, salmon rods, steelhead yeah. stuff. We make all that kind of stuff. Yeah, but, but it takes almost as much time to to build a you know trout. Now, rods did you guys. guys do your trout rods? Uh, was that a series you guys did too? Nope. No, no that was already no. already existing. We're, we're actually in the process of. Redesigning all of those calico the, uh, or the, the calico no, the, rods, the, the, fine. That's the trout stuff. The trout stuff. Yeah. Do you have a good? Do you do you guys fish a lot? Do you fish a lot of trout? I will tomorrow. Well, I mean, do you, <laughs> so when you go no, to look for no. advice on this, do you have a guy you go to, like a trout guy, or like? Well, a, you fish bass. You go to Corey's Tendon. You know what I mean? Yeah. You fish. You fish trout. You, you go to Sam Shallow. He's okay. up at Lake Pyramid. Okay. You know? Yeah, we have our experts. Yeah. If you want to know yes. everything, you know, you call Nick Lamb. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, there's guys we call. Yeah, we, yeah we, we lean on. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, the guys you lean on for advice. Yeah. Like, hey, what is this? You know, turn oh, hell off. Oh, yeah. Or, oh, yeah. So, yeah, there's, there's, a, there's a few guys we're talking to about the design of the blanks uh, for the trout rods. Um, let's see. Lamaglass moved, I think, darn near everything overseas now. Mm-hmm. And there's a couple guys up there who were with Lamaglass for a long time. And I think... I think maybe, shoot, how, how long was that guy at Lamb Glass? A long time. Uh, Longer than it take me to finish this board. We, we, we did, we, 
we we uh, we got a guy in Woodland designing some of that stuff for us who who left Lama Glass and, okay. and was was their designer for a long yeah. time. Um, I haven't even seen the prototypes yet, but they're they're on their way here soon. Wow! So it, it should be pretty cool. And that's going to be a new series. Yeah. You guys going to keep the old version too? Nope. Not not Get in trout. Not in trout. Yeah. Mm. Wow, that's going to be cool. Pretty stoked. What about let's talk about uh, our new creative build for the bluefin crossover. Oh. Yeah. oh boy come on you know you want to oh, let's hear it come on yeah tell him you built it Did I'm gonna give Rick good? I'm gonna give Rick a lot of credit on this okay. he's really good with components builds and understanding the local markets and this is for rod you built we got a fun new rod for okay. uh, guys guys who want the I don't know the, maybe the nicest big bluefin rod out there so it's a, a super seeker 4x blank mm-hmm with the uh they're kind of new the alps titanium frame guides uh we're putting those on them then a a big number four uh winthrop terminator butt so it's the two position unibutt Mm -hmm. that's american made uh winthrop piece uh so it'd be a nice nice gunnel rod for guys to fish and basically everything about the rod is as top of the line as you can find so it'll be interesting to see who What's, what's the MSRP it? on this thing? I don't know yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Maserati met Ferrari yeah, right. made a freaking rod, and it's sick looking, too. It's sick. Have you guys already made one? Yeah. The, the blades are finished, waiting for the butts. I kind of thought they'd get here today, probably tomorrow. Okay, so you're going to use that pretty soon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll show them to you after, the, after yeah. we wrap it up. Yeah, no, it's, it, all this stuff's super interesting. It even changes my uh, perspective on the whole uh, buying a rod, American-made rod, dude. I mean, yeah. I never, you know, I don't think that much into it. You know, when I go buy a Shimano rod, I go, well, sometimes you think Shimano's fucking in Irvine or wherever it might be, you know, fucking this air, whatever, mm-hmm. you know. But there's more to it, you know. And you don't even fucking think about it. You right, know, like, you, right. yeah. Right. And the tackle shop's going to push you to what they want you to get, of yeah. course. Yeah, there's a margin. Right. It's just business. It is what it is. Yeah, of course, of course. But Rick, Rick's new rod. If you want the, you want it, you got it. The Maserati. Yeah. What are you guys going to call it? I don't know. It's not the, well, we did, we did come up with the Wicked Witch, though. That was pretty cool, though, oh, by yeah. the way. That's the uh, big Yeah, we got, forgot about it. Yeah. We got a new East Coast tuna blank this season that we, shoot, we've been working on those for a year. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And our, 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 the old Seeker Wicked 80 was, I don't know, maybe the industry standard, but kind of, kind of a broomstick, pretty, pretty stiff, so. Had some guys from some commercial guys from New Hampshire call me up one day and said, "Man, I think you have the blank, but it's but it's really short. Could you de- design a new one for me?" And it was the, you know, it's it's a five foot nine Prince Edward Island giant bluefin stand up blank. So we stretched it from five nine to seven to build a big gunnel rod for the guys on the East Coast, and we went through about four different versions of softening the tip and. Yeah, I don't know, shuts off between like the fourth and the fifth roller, but just has a ton of back end. Do you give these guys these rods to try out too before, or is it just something you guys are kind of... As soon as they pay for it. Yeah. Yeah, as soon as they pay for it. As <laughs> soon as your check clears. Yeah. No, but when you say you, you, you had a couple different versions, like how does that work? Like, do you get one, you wrap it, you try it out, it doesn't... Uh, what, I can't, I can't, what am I going to try it out on? We yeah, well, that's where I'm saying. We don't like, have 800-pound fish out so, here. Oh, they'll put, so we here's a question. On, so they, they, they'll, uh, they'll take that rod and He'll say, go fish them. And be like, hey, can you make another one? I want it a little longer. Yep. Okay, yeah. cool. A little that's, softer. Okay, a little, yeah. So a season and a half into it, we, we got where we wanted to okay. be. And then uh, Dave Marciano just got four. He, oh, really? He, he, he loves wow. them. He's uh, actually in a, a buddy of his called me today and wanted a few more. So 
it's getting a real good reception and it's it's still it's just been a word of mouth thing we haven't advertised or put up a post or you know it's uh it just works well that's great it's badass yeah Wicked Witch. Some, yeah. Some, yeah. Some big names right there. Called huh? a, it's called a Wicked Witch. Probably, probably hear more about it if you're near future. But if these fish keep getting bigger, maybe they'll start using it out right. here, but I kind of doubt it. Yeah, you don't want to meet her. You don't want to meet her. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks, guys, for coming on. This has been a fun, fun podcast. Uh, I'm glad I got to hear uh, your guys' whole story because it's a really good one. You know, American made and, and uh, integrity in a company is always good to hear. Um, where can they reach you guys at? Some tackle shops locally if people are listening. Pretty much a lot of everybody in Orange County. You can go to Hogan's or Melton's or Longfin or, I mean, where, where can't you go? Up in Ventura, it's uh, Eric's, Eric's and, and Hun's. Okay. Turner's everywhere. I mean, you know, your big tackle shops. Yeah. And know. then it's uh, Seeker.com? Seekerrods. Seekerrods.com yep. and then Seekerrods on Instagram. That's right. Okay. Yep, yep. Well, thank you guys for coming on. I appreciate it. Thanks for having it. us. Thanks All for right. having us. Thank, thank you. Thanks, Cheeto. <laughs> Stinky <laughs> <ass>. <laughs>